siachlaid yn ym mynd chlaes o, ys byfael i am siwys o altych Robert y Carslach mish. I'm Bob Carswell, and I'd like to welcome you to this programme, which is called Siachlaid. In Siachlaid, we dip into the island's rich cultural life and heritage. Very shortly, we hear from the award ceremony for Rai Blina Vananen Feed Heed as Jesus Feed, Mananen's Choice of the Year for 2022. But before that, a brief return to our topic last time. On Siachle and Chircho Chai, Washin Gian Ern Rangent Er Mullacheren, Verbeges a Churrach on Sjerby. As Nanineger Gagen Drawe na Fruchag, Erno Drawe Gulmagirt on Shancherenen, as in Cheok Couchkes and Chragan Lom. As we grey on Skerblina Jeg, Narau a de fire Oshereger as unfire Vreg. Nyaishen as Ulyu on Sachdenyach, Hank Mullacheren de Ve Birchach. We grey Drawe Feathern on Stockers and Stovegger, Bolenyach for Hollows a Churrach. For the other Rauschenkochant on Sachdenyach, Rish and Banished the Meirsko, on Skilichris Lizer. As on Spanglen a Luchtime Mullacheren, for Krosh Ell and Asurgid, Chimnet Chis Rishilachen. As Nisht and Krosh Shen Ragen on Taitasti Vanning on Stulish. As Lesh Mullacheren Chitteve Birchach, Tenaren Ginston, the Dub Mullacheren Tacher Mais on a Nineger. As Macha Shen, va Erechenelius and Ellen, as va Ninenok, Cor Molach Dersen, son Cor Erbun and Kliachta Shen. The traditional Manx words of the song about Mullacheren and his daughter may seem a little odd, and seem to have no relation to the sadness of the refrain, Malomachan Dagu Me, Alone You Left Me. There are different versions of the tune, and while some are in the major and give rise to the jaunty piece that's known as Mullacheren's March, other versions are in the minor, and, whatever the lyrics may have been, that gives the tune a power and a poignancy, as we can hear in the 1896 setting from Manx National Songs by W. H. Gill, and that's reflected too in the 1897 novel The Captain of the Parish by the Reverend Canon John Quine. Music began. They were playing Mullacheren. There was a profound stillness, and in every heart an uncontrollable thrill, 
the quavering melancholy minor of the old Manx air, full of the sadness and sweetness of old times and old faces and old things, made tears well to the women's eyes, and the men affected to look unconcerned. Last Friday came the announcement of the Rai Blina Vananen for 2022. The award is administered by Culture Vanin, and the director of Culture Vanin, Brigia Madril, outlined to me the background to the award and the process which leads to the presentation. It's something that came out from the Mananan Trophy that was dreamt up by somebody who was called Ken Quayle, who was known for creating wonderful carpets with Manx designs on. Um, and he and Mona Douglas and Eric Alswick, who was creating lots of Mananan designs at the time, came up with this idea for a wonderful trophy. Um, the Mananan Trophy became the Riblina Vananan. And um, nominations are open throughout November, so you can think about a person or an organisation that you think should get the Isle of Man's highest cultural honour. The simple form to fill in, you just fill in your name and then you write about the person or organisation, so write from the heart and tell people why somebody should receive that honour. They might have done something wonderful that year, it might have been a lifetime achievement, you can, you can put that in. And unfortunately there can only be one winner each year, so if you've nominated people in the past and they haven't been successful, try again. Then there's a panel of assessors and they're made up of representatives from different cultural organisations such as Nkrunjicht, um Festival, Manx National Heritage, Kulturvan in itself, Eilman Arts Council and Nchezhikilgach. So you get people who are looking at all of these um, nominations and they'll assess them when they all come in. So we have nominations open through November. The decision is usually made in December and then we can make the announcement in January and it's, it's almost like a Manx New Year's honour. Brigia Madril, Director of Culture Vanning. On Friday, at a meeting of the Isle of Man Family History Society, proceedings were prefaced by a special ceremony to present the award of the Rai Blina Vananen. First, we hear from the chair of Culture Vanning, Chris Thomas, MHK, before the recipient, Nigel Crow, RBV, says a few words. Whilst Jack Cacken of the Family History Society was arranging photographs, David Martin spoke up from across the room with an anecdote. There's a bit of foreground noise, but fortunately it's subsided to allow us to hear what David Martin has to say. And I'm very grateful to the Committee of the Family History Society for allowing us to present the Isle of Man's highest cultural honour, the Rai Banau Vananin, or Mananin's Choice of the Year, to one of your founding members, 
Nigel Crow. <laughs> We are keeping this short deliberately at Nigel's request, but I do need to say that Nigel Crow's generosity in sharing his scholarship in relation to genealogy, genealogy, land records and historical landscape, and his long involvement with the Isle of Man Family History Society, the Isle of Man Natural History and Antiquarian Society, and the Manx Music, Fe Music Festival make him the very worthy winner of this award. Without his work and enthusiasm, our understanding of the Isle of Man would be all the poorer. Nominations describe Nigel as the quintessential Manx scholar with a prodigious insight and memory who always shared, showed great willingness to share information, reasoning and an understanding of his sources with inquirers around the world. They talked of his deep love of the land itself from walking over it for as long as he has been able, his head packed with information on the names and histories of people and places to share <coughs> with his companions. We are grateful to our colleagues from Cheshire Gilgook and Krunyak, Manx National Heritage and Isle of Man Arts Council, who helped us to assess the nominations and to all those who take time to write them. Nigel, Nigel has nominated the Manx Wide DNA Study as a recipient for a donation of £500 linked to the award. Words from one of the many nominations sum up his remarkable contribution best. Everything Nigel does is with passion for matters Manx and a passion to gather and spread knowledge. The island is culturally richer for Nigel's diverse contributions. Congratulations, Nigel Crow, RBV. This is the award, which is quite large. Would you come and pick it up, Nigel? <laughs> but he also, you also have very proud. We're very proud to give you the medal of honour. Congratulations. Thank you. Let me say a few words. Please. Ladies and gentlemen, um, if somebody said to me about a year or so ago when we were gathered at Government House, uh, watching one of my close cousins receive an honour from the uh, Imperial Government, if you'd said, oh, well, you're going to be receiving an honour in the not-too-distant future, I would have been most surprised. But... Um, I would like to extend my thanks. Uh, I'll keep all this as short as possible, but uh, I've got to cover the bare essentials, as they say. I'd like to thank Mr. Stephen Quayle and his family for the original donation of the Mananan Trophy, and then for Culture Vannon for taking up the taking up the cudgels and carrying on supporting and promoting this award. Now, although I don't officially know who proposed my name for this award, I would like to thank them for their thoughtfulness and the effort, because you do have to make an effort at writing out whatever. So thank you to those anonymous folk, whoever they might be. 
Similarly, for the judge, good judgment of the assessment committee, I believe that canvassing might be deemed a disqualification. Because <laughs> anyone missed off my Christmas list will have to see me afterwards. <laughs> my predecessor, Mr Peter Kelly, recently suggested that the RBV has become more of a Lifetime Achievement Award. I'm not much of an expert on such awards, but I recently saw a related TV programme celebrating the Lifetime Achievements of Joan Collins. <laughs> but I'm afraid I won't be contributing as many marriage certificates to the RBV, although some of my Mormon relatives would run at a close second, I think. <laughs> On a more serious note, it is a, a source of sadness that Christine can't be with us here today to share in this honour because she supported me throughout our fr friendship, courtship and marriage so wonderfully well and did such a lot for this society behind the scenes. Um, now then, our girls, one of them here, have had to be very understanding over the years for Daddy's uh, preoccupation with scribbling away and typing away on different topics. Uh, although Brescia has omitted their birth from among my lifetime achievements. <laughs> um, by referring to this list, a lot of my, the achievements there to which I've been given credit were team efforts particularly those involving other members of the, the, the societies that have already been mentioned, among others. The Family History Society's got a wonderful team, not looking at anyone in particular, but there's a few of them around here, um, who've rallied to the cause over all these years and produced so much material for the use and benefit of our members. And also with the Antiquarian Society, and the music festival. They say that if you want things doing, do it yourself. But I would not recommend this in all cases, unless anyone would like a free website. <laughs> I'm fortunate in having some very generous family, friends and colleagues who have helped me in recent efforts to tidy up outstanding projects and paperwork. But there's still more to go, so any volunteers will be uh, greatly uh, appreciated. Now, it is with some, uh, it's with some relief that I don't actually have to carry this home. <laughs> and in fact, this medal is quite heavy enough for me now. So um, I won't prolong the agony, but just to sum up and thank Culture Vannon for this great honor that they've bestowed on me. And, um, Thank you all for in coming and joining with me in this, uh, this special occasion. Thank you. Could we just have a 
photograph with the with the steward. Uh, I'm sorry to get you up again. Okay. 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 While I've taken the photograph, can I just relate an incident that shows that Nigel's character has not changed for at least half a century that I've known him. I, I first came up against Nigel, not met him, came up against him. Public speaking competitions with the young farmers and schools. But there was a competition, some of you may remember, called the Brain of Man between youth groups and schools. And at one point, Nigel captained the Balakameen team, and I was involved with a team from Ramsey Grammar School and, and so on. And in the final, it was often Nigel's team and David's team against each other. And in the final one here, there was a question, and the question master, I think it was Henley was the question master, and I answered a question, and the question master said, no, you're wrong. Whereupon, to the obvious visible chagrin of his teammates, Nigel exposited, no, he's right. <laughs> For me, that summarised Nigel, his quest for the truth and getting fact right, and a, a, irrespective of the cost to himself. So, don't change anything. <laughs>Chris Thomas, Nigel Crow, and David Martin. Afterwards, Phil Gorn spoke to Nigel Crow about the award and his work, which is recognised by it. Congratulations, Nigel Crow, Rye Blaine of Ananan, RBV. Um, that's that's something special. Well, I mean, it's a, it's come as a great surprise and a great honour that I should be the recipient of. This award, what we used to call the Mananan Trophy, now the Mananan's Choice of the Year. Originally I was scraping gravestones, as they say. It started off as uh, genealogy, which I got into uh, by receiving a letter from America in 1973. And so that started me off on the family tree. And then gradually my interests broadened out to... Uh, local history, particularly the towns and the landscape of the Isle of Man, um, and also architectural history now, which sort of marries together all the other topics, really. When we study Manx houses or farms, we're looking at the families, the landscape, the houses, we're looking at all aspects. Looking at field patterns and uh, ancient roads and all the rest of it, you, you can bring together... Uh, this fantastic history about the islands uh, that's well nobody else really has been been looking at. Well, it's uh, it's been a, it's been a, of interest in other parts of the British Isles for a number of years, quite some years actually. We've we've been a bit behind the times. Um, there are two aspects to this: there's the language and how that survived in the form of place names, and then there's. Um, the actual use of the land, the settlement sites, as you say, uh, roads, routes, and so on. Um, and that's the, the concept we invoke there is that the history of the island is encoded in its very roots in the, in the, in the roads, in the, in the uh, boundaries of the farms and the, um, the mills and other uh, items that were essential for the uh, functioning of the Manx economy. And again, as a farmer's son, myself, and I know you are too, maybe some people who've been brought up in towns don't get as excited about 
hedge lines and, and patterns and ancient roads and ditches and drains and all the rest of it, but it can be quite a passion. Well, it's the language in which our history is written where we don't have any other form of history. So that's my interest in it, really. And in terms of what you've found, what would you say is the most important and maybe the most exciting thing that you've found? Um, well, a lot of the interest attaches to the succession of different um, different uh, cultures and individuals and groups who've come to the island, and each one has sort of dispossessed their predecessors and set their own uh, seal on the island or their own mark on the island. And um, I'm, this is what I'm writing up at the moment, really, um, trying to make sense of the land system, basically, the, the way the farms have been inherited and occupied, what we call the quarter lands, not too well researched and not too well celebrated, really. Because every parish has a whole series of trines and uh, each trine generally is divided into four. Is that pretty much how it is? Well, somebody decided over the centuries that uh, Keru meant a quarter. <laughs> but whether it really did mean that, it's another issue altogether. Um, uh, yes, the trines are part of the system. Uh, probably uh, they're not as old as the quarterlands, or some of the quarterlands, but it's it's all very fraught and complicated. Which is probably, uh, knowing you, something that excites you, that's, the complication. That's the com that is the attraction, I suppose, really, yeah. And, and effectively, what you, the work that you're doing here, I mean, this is not going back a few hundred years. This, you, you're able to um, make suppositions uh, uh, going back as, as far, certainly, as far as the Vikings, yeah. maybe, maybe earlier. Yes, that's right. I mean, this summer we went on an excursion with the Antiquarian Society out west of West Baldwin, which is how I advertise it. But there's, um, there's the fragment of a big field over there, which um, I think could well be Scandinavian. Um, but the trouble is that the, the word um, which was used for this, um, skvi, uh, kvi, 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 that, um, that's been hijacked and uh, moved on to other uh, significance. And the only one we've got on the island is Squeen uh, at Balaf. But to me, I mean, the fact that one name survives with a, an intensifying S at the beginning of it and none of the others have survived is highly, highly uh, problematic and highly suggestive of the fact that the others have all trundled off into some other little corner where we can find them if we look hard enough. And that's the great thing with the, the work that you've been doing is um, this, this great opportunity for someone to, 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 to carry on doing this and uh, hopefully you, you'll, uh, you'll be continuing as, as, as long as you can. I'll certainly continue as long as I can, yes, that's, that's the main idea. Um, but it's time that I published a bit more, actually, um, and got it out into the public domain, really. Uh, the trouble is you endlessly change your mind otherwise it's a sort of moving target you know well 
Congratulations again, Nigel Crow, RBV. Thank you very much. Nigel Crow, RBV, talking to Phil Gorn. Molly Solid and Nigel Crow, Rai Blian of Ananin, Feed Heed as Jesus Feed. As we wish the Phil Gorn, son of Ched, the inner image in the court of Shen, as in Kalort of Sedrock, for a clash in Hayacht, on Skull of Skagen, Faster Jaduni. As the send to Shinerjit, Gusjera and Claire Shorish, which brings us to the end of this edition of Shachlay. So from me, Bob Carswell, as for Sorvon Pin Robert Akarslach, Sledmew.